I'm adding on an introduction to this project, I figured I would give a little background because I have dozens of listeners. Dozens. So I'll tell you a little bit about what this is. Basically, it's a chapter-by-chapter approach to War and Peace. Summaries on a podcast, so I'm calling it Pod Notes. It's also a commentary when notable historical references are made. My goal will always be to summarize each chapter in 10 minutes or less. Some may be a little bit more, but the goal is 10 minutes to keep it a true review and a supplement to your reading. The motivation is to provide some context, commentary, and description of the richest novel that humanity has produced. I would argue that out of all the fictional material ever written, the millions or billions of pages, this work stands at the top, the apex of the pyramid. And even like that special pyramid on the back of the $1 US bill, it hovers above the rest. Though it's fiction, it explores all the great truths. Struggle, friendship, conflict, love, service, sacrifice. It's more true in Revelation than anything else you're likely to read. It's material relevant to any time when war is on the horizon, and try explaining when that isn't the case. It captures the spirit of a noble people fighting off an invader, the need for people to stop living what they considered normal lives and to fight against an existential enemy. I would argue that it's not so much a Russian novel as a humanist novel. I would also argue that the everyman character, Platon Karyatev, who went around getting along with all and spouting proverbs and just taking life as it comes while answering the call to fight, is much more representative today of the Ukrainians fighting for their freedom against those trying to destroy them. The horror of war can also bring out the best of people in their fight for basic dignities. This is a book that argues the life that is lived best is one that is in service of others. That's where one's happiness can be most found. It's a biblical precept in a book that was likely heavily influenced by Tolstoy's devotion to scripture. The setting of the book involves a period and a war I would guess that most Americans have little knowledge of. Napoleon's invasion of Russia and the climax of the book likely being the Battle of Borodino. Napoleon is a great force in the book, and he does make a couple of appearances, some of which are historically recorded. Especially the lead-up to this war is seen through the eyes of the Russian or imperial aristocracy, who felt that Europe had to act and consolidate around some type of coalition to stop Napoleon's advances. Tolstoy had the perspective of growing up in the upper echelons of Russian society, so could speak to this fairly well. He was considered a count or a member of the nobility. His family's claim to noble lineage was said to go back centuries. Most of us know counties as geographical regions used for organizing people often for tax, school, or other administrative purposes. The U.S. system was adopted from England, and Russia likely borrowed the idea from both England and France. Instead of county administrators, they would have counts, actual people with titles, who would run populated areas. In Russia in the late 1800s, many of these were serfdoms, with tens of thousands of serfs tied to the land. The count had privileges, but also responsibilities and obligations to care for those under their jurisdiction. Those in the ruling class thought themselves much above the peasants. They related to more as peers, their fellow nobles in the other European countries, more than they would those under their control as serfs or peasants. People in all levels looked at each other very differently than they do now. They would feel much more close to those in the same class or who spoke the same language than to many of those very near them who were in one of those different classes. 
The idea of having a nation that bound people together was in its early stages, when the action in War and Peace picks up, which is around 1805. Although Tolstoy is looking back because he wrote the book 60 years or so after the events described happened. Tolstoy lived from 1828 to 1910, so he did make it a decade into the 20th century. He was from the Tula province of western Russia, which is about 120 miles south of Moscow. This was an area settled in the 12th or 13th century. It's long been a manufacturing city associated with the samovar, which is a pretty metal container used for heating and boiling water. For The name of the city is thought to be of pre-Russian origin, likely emanating from the Baltics. His family had traceable lineage to the 14th century, and they may have had Lithuanian heritage. The family was given the title of nobility or the countship by none other than Peter the Great in the 1600s. Tolstoy's father actually served in the war against Napoleon, also called the Patriotic War of 1812. Tolstoy's parents died when he was quite young, his mother at two, father at nine, and he was brought up by relatives. At the age of about 25, he started to study law but didn't pursue it all the way through. For periods of his life, he could be an idler and a gambler, which got him into serious debt at times. One time it got so bad, he decided to join the Tsar's army, where he secured a position in the artillery division. He saw serious action, including in the Crimean War. The Crimean War involved the infamous siege of Sevastopol, in 1854-55, it gave Tolstoy the ability to write about experiences that he had been through himself and not just imagined. During the Crimean War, Russia had lost to a coalition of France, the Ottoman Empire, and the United Kingdom. Estimates are that 125,000 people died during the siege of Sevastopol, which was then home to the Black Sea Fleet. This is the war where Florence Nightingale gained popularity. Tolstoy found the causes of the war is so convoluted it defied understanding, and he relayed that to many of the Napoleonic Wars, including the one against Russia. About the march to war, Tolstoy writes that millions of people, so many, renounce human feelings and reason and march from west to east and kill our own kind. Just as centuries earlier, hordes of people went the other way, from east to west, to do the same. He sees humanity trapped in an endless cycle of this. But it's one thing to invade, and it's another to repel the invader off your land. Tolstoy looks at the Napoleonic invasion through the eyes of a couple of families over roughly a decade. We see one of the great historical conflicts play out in a timeless manner through characters we can easily relate to. Some are disillusioned and vain. Others are good-hearted and kindly. Some aloof and distant. Others looking for a thrill and are not really thinking people but people of action. We see great historical figures like Napoleon, General Kutuzov, and Emperor Alexander, who Tolstoy argues are not moved by their own wills so much as the collections of various wills which can't be seen, nor fully understood. Though the length of the novel could be between 12 to 1400 pages, based on what copy you get, Tolstoy was so motivated he finished his first draft in roughly a year. His wife was his copyist, and she was also busy raising their children. Tolstoy and his wife had 13 of them. The work was revised seven times and first published in 1867, which for context was about two years after the American Civil War ended. So thank you for listening and giving this project a chance. I sincerely hope it provides you, at least in a few places, of a more rich understanding of some of the chapters.